Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there. Thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. You know how you start out a week and you're just feeling like on top of the world and you're like, hey, I got this. You're feeling productive. You're moving the needle on those goals. And then you find yourself one week later in a completely like what just happened kind of place. Well, that's kind of been my past week. I started out last week in a place where I thought, you know what, I'm I'm really loving the fact that I am moving the needle on this podcast. I am watching the analytics. You guys definitely like more frequent episodes. So I've really paid attention to that. I have really bumped up the podcast in my list of priorities. I'm doing a lot of content planning. I'm writing my show notes. I'm staying on top of this. And then also I have two real estate businesses, essentially. I have a real estate business in Las Vegas, Nevada, as well as Southeast Georgia. And so at the beginning of last week, I was kind of doing an overview look at my week and thought, hey, I have a pretty clear, pretty good week. Things are just going along pretty awesomely. I mean, for lack of a better word. <clears throat> and then about two day, about around Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, things kind of shifted. My attention was needed in Las Vegas um, for my Vegas business. So I actually said, you know what, I can actually fly out there real quick, go handle some stuff in Las Vegas. Things were going along really well here in Georgia as well. Decided to hop on a plane, head out there, and then while I was there, I got a phone call. And for those of you who follow me on Facebook know what's coming. I got a phone call from my husband who said, hey, hope you're sitting down and not driving. I was driving. And I said, what, what, what? And he said, we're at the ER. Everything is fine. But our 12-year-old son had broken his leg at his very, very first football game. And I know I have a lot of um, people from other countries that listen to the podcast. And so American football, American football game, his very first one, he broke his leg. So panic, panic set in, right? Mom guilt, all of it, you, you name it. So I was on the phone with them pretty much the rest of the night. The ER doctor came in and said, yeah, it looks like there was a break. First, we thought possibly a sprain, but he broke both his tibia and fibula above the ankle. So they um, got us an appointment with an orthopedic doctor the very next morning. So my husband took him there, and um, it turns out it was a very it's a very precarious type of break. Basically, as it stands, it's a very clean break, but if there is the tiniest of shift, it will need surgery. 
So the doctor really, really, really emphasized that we keep him as immobile as possible, which means no school, no sports, of course, and a complete readjustment to our life, right? For for the time being, temporary. So for those of you who've ever had to deal with something similar where your child is completely immobile, you know it really kind of throws a wrench into the works. Not to mention... <laughs> We're also, we live again in Southeast Georgia, are uh, faced with a potential hurricane coming our way. Um, So yeah, so last week where I was like, hey, on top of the world, handling stuff. And then here I'm a week later, like, what the heck just happened? And just kind of feeling like a little bit of a whiplash. So that is that that's been my past seven days. Um, So I thought, you know what, actually, I decided to just pop on and do an episode on daily planning, because here's why. As I was kind of drinking my coffee this morning, petting my dog, and if you hear some whining, I have a very nervous pit bull who's insisting he's licking his lips, if you hear that. Um, He's being very, very needy right now, because of course, that's how he is. If one of us is sick or injured or whatever, it's he really feels it. He's very empathic. Is Is that what I'm trying to say? So he's needing a lot of love and attention right now because his norm is a little off too. So anyway, he's decided to kind of join me in here. Usually I kick him out, but it just meant there was a lot of whining at my door. So um. So anyway, <laughs> if you hear a little a little background noise, it's because of my sweet little pit bull Brady joining me for my podcast recording. Anyway, guys. So as I'm sitting here looking at my week and feeling quite differently than I was a week ago when I was like, "Woohoo, things are really on track." Now I'm looking at my week thinking, "What on earth am I doing? Like where do I pick up for things um how do I, I always talk about like, we have to be flexible and pivot. And now I'm really having to do this myself. So I decided let's really focus on what does help me try to get things back on track. And hopefully you can apply this if you find yourself in a similar situation, because let's be honest, we all do, right? Life likes to throw us curveballs from time to time. Very first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to daily planning is a 20-minute tidy. Now, you guys may have heard, especially if you're a long-time listener, you may have heard me talk about this quite a bit. So I'm actually going to talk about it from the perspective of a mom and having kids in the house. Um, A 20-minute tidy is meant to be done seven days a week. And this was really something that helped me survive those really crazy years where I had all three kids under one roof. We were going in 10 different places, it felt like, every single day. And life just kind of felt like it was always very, talk about precarious, I just always felt like I was trying to keep everything balanced just barely. And so I got my family into this routine of after dinner time, just tidying up the house. That meant backpacks needed to go wherever they their assignment assigned place was, 
for the morning, I needed to make sure clothes were set out. I needed to make sure papers were signed, toys were put away, dishes were done. All of the kind of clutter around the house was sort of put away because if you leave piles of clutter, it attracts more clutter. And that is, that's like a scientific fact. I, I'm kind of joke, I'm joking there with that. But I mean, honestly, if there was science that studied this type of thing, I am here to tell you clutter attracts clutter. So that's why it's really vital and important to get yourself, get your household members, your family members, whatever your household looks like, everyone on, to, on track and getting into the habit of coming together and just putting stuff away putting it away where it belongs. Now that is key where it belongs. If you follow my process, step two is create a zone. This is the space planning. This is a creating a home for every item in your home step of organizing. And everybody does need to learn and know where does stuff go. So a couple of things I want to point out about that. First and foremost, going off of the clutter attracts clutter. In our new home, we have a kitchen island. So it's one of those big islands that has a kitchen sink, countertop seating, some storage, etc., some drawers, cabinets, that type of thing. And it is our family's like focal point during the day. It's kind of like in the middle of our home. And it is just the place where everyone drops stuff. It's the place where I like to work during my day. So my laptop's always there. It's where paperwork gathers. All of our stuff just sort of gathers on this um, this space in our home, on this um, island, kitchen island. And so what I've been trying to focus on during 20-minute tidies throughout the day is just clearing that space. The other countertops in my kitchen have their assignments, their, their space planned. I have a coffee, one for coffee. And it's that awkward little tiny counter in between a wall and the refrigerator I think those little spaces make a really great coffee station, tea station, um, and that's exactly what I've done with that space. The other one is has some cutting boards. I've made it really cute, decorative, yet functional. The other one is with the toaster, and so each of those countertops have a space. And then there's this big kitchen island that just attracts everything. So part of the... 20 minute tidy in my family is just get everything and put it away. And I'm trying to get myself in this practice too. Again, I keep my laptop there and I keep it plugged in. So I'm trying to get into the habit of putting my laptop away every night, putting away the charger in my desk drawer, and just really kind of starting with a clean slate in the morning. Now, one of the things that I am noticing that has happened, and if you've heard me talk about junk drawers, I if you if you know that movie Mommy Dearest. I am to junk drawers what she is to wire hangers. I hate them. I think they're awful. And so I always call it a utility drawer. So I have a drawer in my kitchen that has a function. And I do this simply with little drawer inserts and organizers. So pens have a little place, post-it notes, another, scissors in there, paper clips, chargers, but everything kind of has a little container where it falls in. And here is what I am, uh, here's a great tip, and here's what I'm actually in the process of doing. I actually moved our utility drawer, but I didn't really kind of reorganize it when I moved the drawers because where I had it originally wasn't quite working for us, so I had to move it to another drawer. So again, 
You can do this in your own home. Don't worry about when you find a place for something, when you create a home, if you have to change it later, it's okay. So what I originally did is once I organized that drawer, I put a post-it note in there with just the items. So I would just put a post-it note and it would say pens, scissors, paper clips, phone chargers, keys. I think I also have keys in there. But when I moved the drawer a couple of weeks ago, I didn't reorganize it and reassign it, let my family know. And what I'm noticing is that it is starting to attract clutter because clutter attracts excuse me, clutter attracts clutter. Took a second to get that out. And so I just know there's a simple tweak that needs to happen. I'll go in there, get the drawer organizers, kind of organize everything, slap a post-it note back in there and let everyone know this is where everything belongs. So that's actually a really great tip when organizing your home and teaching your family because step four is to teach and maintain. So 20-minute tidy falls under step four. So you want to teach your family and yourself where things go so that when you're doing your 20-minute tidy, everyone knows where to put the stuff. Keep it simple. Another thing that I want to say when it comes to the 20-minute tidy is work with your family, work with your routines, not against them. And this comes up a lot with kids. And I am certainly guilty of this. I have an idea of how I want my kids to organize their stuff, how where I want them to put their stuff. Yes, it's my home. And yes, I should rule, right? My, my word should rule. But what I have learned over the years is that it's actually easier just to kind of go with some of your kids' ideas. What makes sense to them? To give you an example, I one of my kiddos hates putting his shoes away in the closet. So in the morning, when I'm like in the car, backing out of the driveway, he is often inside still looking for a shoe. Nothing drives me more insane. I mean, you can imagine. And so we've had to sort of tackle this, like what, what is going to help you remember your shoes in the morning? Like what, what is going on here? And so he said, well, can I just put my shoes by my backpack? I would rather his shoes be in his closet at night. So would my husband, but you know what? I just said, fine. You know what? You win. Shoes are by the backpack. So we have him put the backpack by the front door. His shoes are there too. Why we fought against this in the first place is beyond me. I mean, really isn't because it was the exact solution that we needed to him being able to find his shoes in the morning. So I don't know what happens <laughs> with the tidy when we're like, go put your shoes away and maybe one makes it to the closet. I never quite know where that other shoe ended up on the way from wherever it was on the way to the closet, but we found an easy solution working with him, asking him to come up with a solution he found it. It's working great. So shoes by the backpack. So again, if you're finding that one of your children or yourself, you're, you're encountering this and you're like, I'm trying to figure this out, but I, I'm still having a struggle. Like for instance, keys. Keys are a big thing. I just have to leave my keys in my purse. If I go and put my keys in a drawer, they will never make it there. My husband's the exact opposite. He likes a drawer for his keys. And so he puts that. And it's probably because, again, we as women carry purses a lot. And so I 
like to just grab my purse and know that my wallet's in there. I have my keys, charger, whatever is in there as I leave my day. I don't want to have to go and look in a drawer for my keys. So again, work with our natural routines. That way, when it comes time to tidying up, we're not having to think about it. You don't have to like reinvent the wheel every single night. Just go put stuff away where it makes most sense to you and your family. The next thing um, that I like to talk about is the three daily tasks. Okay, this is something, again, that was really helpful in those crazy days when I had all three kiddos under one roof. I was working full time outside of my home. And I had to be at work at a certain time. Everybody was having, I mean, we were like on a constant time crunch. And I felt like every minute of my day was was already planned out for me. And it was just a really tough season because I felt like I was just under this, this constant um, crunch of time. Like just everything, my whole day was being timed. And I never really felt like I had time to take care of stuff. Things would fall, fall, talk about precarious. I felt like I was always like this house of cards, like things would fall apart at a moment's notice. So I had to get in the routine of doing three daily chores where I felt like at least I was kind of keeping up with the house. And those daily chores that I did was I made my bed every day. I did one load of laundry and made sure the kitchen was clean. And my husband and I have always sort of tag team the kitchen. Like it's fine. He likes to do dishes. He likes to load the dishwasher, but not wipe down the counters. So I just go in behind him and wipe down the counters. It's easy again. So that's kind of um, the daily routine that I've stuck to is assigning myself those three chores. And I still years later, will make sure my bed is made. I will throw in a little laundry throughout my day, make sure it comes out, gets folded, puts in, put away. Um, You have to look at your life and I really encourage you to do the same. Assign yourself three daily tasks, like three chores that you can do every day. My husband kind of has his his routine that he does. I did not assign it to him. The man came up with it on his own. And again, this is after years of of just kind of, you know, learning each other. He and I have been together for almost 15 years. But I do encourage you, if you have children, give them chores. What on earth has happened to chores? I mean, this is, I'm like straight Gen X here when it comes to this. But kids should have chores. I mean, I remember I grew up in a time, this is like one of those walking uphill both ways to school kind of stories. Saturday mornings were for chores. And I know Saturday mornings for my kids have looked much differently. That's when there's sports, we have soccer, et cetera, et cetera, going on. But I remember growing up, no such thing. You woke up in the morning, maybe you could have a bowl, you could watch some cartoons while eating your bowl of cereal. But once cartoons were over, it was time for chores. It was time to clean the whole house before you could go outside and play with your friends or do anything. And even though life doesn't quite look like that anymore, um, I've always been a big believer in kids need to have chores. Kids need to contribute to household duties. Kids need to learn how to clean. And even if you hire somebody to clean your house 
I still encourage you assign your children chores. And I do. I have someone that comes and helps me around the house. And hi, Lauren, if she ever listens to this, she is a sweetheart. And and I've actually, whenever I've hired anyone to help me around my house, they generally know you are here to help me and my husband. And for the children, it, it just depends. Generally, my kids are responsible for their own spaces, for their own bedroom. We don't send a cleaning, you know, someone cleaning our home in there to to handle that for our kids. Um, so Lauren will kind of do a check-in and she's like, am I allowed to wipe down James's bathroom? And I'm like, it's either yes or no. Um, but anyway, um, and it's usually a no, to be quite honest. And so there are certainly things that he has to do if he wants Lauren's help with something in his room or bathroom. And most of the time, he doesn't hit those metrics at all whatsoever. So it's on him, contingent on him. So again, I am a big believer in kids having chores. Younger generations, why are we... Why are we raising them to not take care of this kind of stuff? And I know that doesn't apply to everybody. I know a lot of you out there do feel very much the same way. But I have to say, I'm always shocked when I when I come across a family where the children don't have chores or tasks that they have to do. And one of the things that, again, is wonderful to teach kids is just to get into these routines. So even if it's like make your bed in the morning, feed the dog, take the dog out for a walk. Three daily things that they know that they have to do when they wake up first thing in the morning. Again, we want to teach good routines. We want to teach um, how to not only just be productive, but how to maintain the house. And when life gets crazy, again, these are really simple things to fall back on. So as my week, I have an immobile child with a hurricane coming. I can still look at my week and be like, hey, we're going to handle this. We're going to rock this week just like I did with last week. Because my my planning might look a little bit different this week. That is okay. That is okay. We pivot and we just move into a different direction, right? Remember our life is kind of like the GPS on our phones. Okay. <clears throat> the last thing that I wanted to tell you guys about is and you've heard me say it a million times, and I'm, I'm, I repeat some of these things because, like I said, I feel so strongly about them, and they really do add a lot of value to your life, but it's daily planning. Now, if you're a One Organized Mama member in the Facebook group, if you click on files, so you go to the group, click on files, you're going to see this library that I'm building of PDFs to help you. And a lot of those PDFs are specific to some episodes that I do on the podcast, um, but also just PDFs and printables that I've used throughout my business. And so the 20-Minute Tidy, there's actually one in there and you can print it out. It's actually my favorite printable that I had somebody create years ago. And this was something that I would actually take to clients' homes. It's actually, I don't know, I like the colors. I think it's super cute how she did it. And it just kind of walks you through the routine of what a 20-minute tidy looks like. Like actually setting a timer, starting it, walking through, picking up stuff, putting stuff away. If it doesn't belong in that room, put it in the laundry basket. Maybe take along a garbage bag with you. And then when the timer dings, throw out the garbage, 
take the stuff that gathered in the laundry basket and put those items away. Again, super cute printable that you can find, um, but I did put it in a PDF format in the library so you guys can print that out. It's really just kind of fun. Put it on your refrigerator, in your planner, inside the cabinet, just as a little reminder on how to implement this routine into your life on a daily basis. Now, on the daily planning sheet, I do have two different versions of them in the library. And on the bottom, you're going to see a little notation that says 20-minute tidy with a little check mark box. So as you're going through your daily planning, and I won't get into the, the buckets, time buckets at this time. We'll, there's plenty of episodes on that, and I'll be talking about that plenty more. But on your daily planning sheet, you're going to see a little check mark box on the bottom. And that's just a little place to say, hey, we did it. We did it as a family. There may have been moans and groans and some tears along the way, but we got through it. We tidied up our house 20 minutes. Give yourself a little check mark on that. On Right next to that, you're going to see the three daily tasks. And I encourage you just to write those down. Write them down for yourself. If you want to write them down for each family member, that's great too. Again, the daily planning sheets are available to uh, One Organized Mama listener members and no additional charge. It's part of your membership, but you can print those out. You can use those for every member in your family if you want, just to kind of keep everyone on task. And the way that I designed them is that they, they have a lot of blank spaces so that you can just kind of fill them out and customize them as you need. But again, I want you to feel like, woohoo, we did it. And so that's why I put those at the bottom of the daily planning sheets. Now, right next to that are the notes section. And what I did yesterday, being Sunday, on Sundays, I kind of do like an overview (laughs) of my week. And sometimes, like I said last week, I was like, woohoo, on top of the world, I'm getting this stuff done. And then this week, I'm like, kid with a broken leg and pending hurricane coming. So my week looks a little different than it did last week. So some appointments need to be canceled. Um, Some flexibility needs to, to go in there depending on how this week pans out. So yeah, things look a little different. So I just kind of have that little section of notes where I can jot down like cancel this appointment, reschedule this one. And just to kind of, again, keep myself on task because there's nothing worse when life kind of, again, throws you a curveball when you realize, oh my gosh, I've completely forgotten to handle this or that and forgot to cancel with this person. And now I have this charge on my account for a cancellation or non-cancellation fee, et cetera, et cetera. Life, don't add more stress when you're already going through enough stress in life. So again, Wanted to give you guys a little bit more feedback on how I designed the daily planning sheets. So again, available in the Facebook group. How do you get in the Facebook group? It is not public. I it, That's intentional. It's by design. I don't want a public Facebook group because what happens when we have a public Facebook group? We know it just invites trolls and troublemakers and people with not awesome intentions. And I want the Facebook group to be very intentional. 
I have tried a lot of different avenues to really kind of build a community and connect with my listeners. I'm actually doing some one-on-one coaching with a few of you out there. So I wanted to give you guys a quick little shout out. But I know some people want a little bit more. And as I've done a lot of coaching with a lot of my listeners over the years, I've, I've tried to kind of come up with ways how I can get you guys to connect. And so I decided as much as I despise Facebook, it does have, it's a really great platform to um, create something to build a community. And so that's essentially what I've done. So if you're interested in learning more, it's um, $9 a month at the moment. In the future, down the road, that may change a little bit. So if you're listening to this one or two years down the road, that may change. But for the moment, $9. And you can join by clicking on the link that's always in the show notes. It's called Buy Me a Coffee. When you click on that link, there's a membership tab. Just tap on it. And that's how you join as a member. And you'll get a Facebook invite to the group. And I'll walk you through how to do that. And once you get into the Facebook group, I always encourage everyone, give an introduction of where you are, who you're why you're here, whatever, how long you've been listening to the podcast. If you're a small business owner, um, definitely tell us about your small business, how we can find you, how we can learn more about you, and start to build a community. But again, I really want this Facebook group to be about building community and like a, a source of a lot of resources for you guys, whether I'm creating those resources or bringing them in from other places. So again focusing right now on building that library of printables and PDFs that you can use in conjunction with listening to the podcast. And if this is, if you're like, ugh, irritated that this has become a lot about my membership, I'm sorry. Like it's kind of a sorry, not sorry um, type of thing. It is something that I'm actually really passionate about and really happy to start to put together. Like I said, I've tried a lot of different avenues and platforms and ways to sort of bring people together. And this is the one that I, I, I really feel like I want to grow and, um, and continue to do. So if you are interested in learning more, again, click on the link, buy me a coffee membership. You can always shoot me an email if you have a question at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. I always get questions about one, one-on-one coaching. Thank you guys so much for doing that. And you can also find the link if you're interested in signing up for a one-hour one-on-one coaching. You send me your questions and I can go through it, whether it's your small business or helping you declutter or focus on time management better. That's also available in there as well. So guys, (laughs) as I navigate this upcoming week, and it's going to be fine. I know it's going to be fine. We're going to get through it. We've been through tougher stuff before. Um, you guys are welcome to follow me. I just have my Facebook and Instagram under my name, Janelle Rallat, R-A-L-A-T. First name is Janelle, J-A-N-E-L. And from time to time, I'll give an update in there on what's going on in my life. So whichever platform you're on, feel free to give me a follow over there. And lastly, if you find yourself in a very similar situation where you're like, you know what, I have a plan and then life kind of throws me a curveball and things just go 
crazy and I don't know how to get back on track or stay on track. I hope you gained some some nuggets of help from this episode. I hope you can just remember that life happens. It's important to be flexible. It's important to pivot. I even find myself in similar situations. How do you plan your week when there's a potential hurricane coming your way? I mean, besides gather like food, water, cash, make sure there's gas in your car. I don't really know. But you know what? We're just going to get through it no matter what. And so, again, just wanted to put it out there. Just if you can have habits and routines that you can just easily jump back in on the game and again, be as flexible as you can working with your family, not against your family, working with your household, working with your natural habits, not against them. It really does help kind of keep things on track so that you don't completely fall off. So I hope this episode was helpful. And thank you so much for those of you who are uh, followers. Um, And thank you for your kind words. For those of you that did see the post about my son last week, Uh, it means actually a lot to me for you guys to give your kind words and shout outs. Um, So it means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. So stay tuned. Maybe, maybe since I'll be hunkered down and how more, maybe you guys will get more episodes out of me this week. I need to take a look at the calendar and see what I have planned. So stay tuned and thank you for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.